I think one of the, the biggest um, uh, myths about what using that when you use the term turnkey is that a franchisee is going to walk into their business, whether that's, uh, it could be mobile, like I'm not just talking about bricks and mortar here, but whatever the business is, it's like they're going to, they're going to, you know, turn on the open sign or make the announcement on social media, we're open. And that business is just going to come and, and, and it's going to just be automatic and people will come, you know, come and buy from them. Um, and that it's, it's, uh, you know, you're just buying like a, you know, 40 hour a week job. Have you considered investing in a franchise or running one yourself? Are you searching for information to help you make the best decision possible for your future? Have you ever worried about whether the information you're finding has your best interests in mind? Welcome to the Franchise Rising podcast. In this show, we bring on experts, franchisees, and selective franchisors to share strategies, stories, and expert advice to help women like you along your franchise journey. The information on this show is not intended as an offer to sell or the solicitation of an offer to buy a franchise and is for information purposes only. I'm your host, Erin Carpenter. Let's get going with today's show. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Franchise Rising podcast. I am thrilled today to bring back one of our top guests, Angela Cote, and we have news. So last time we brought Angela back on, she was her company was Angela Cote Consulting. And since then, she's moved to a new company called Cultivate Advisors. And I'll give Angela a moment to talk a little bit about that move as well. Uh, the great news is we're still bringing that wonderful wealth of knowledge from the franchise world uh, and and so much more, I'm sure, with her with her new company to the um, to the show. So thanks for listening. And just to give you a heads up, the topic of today is you know is something that I think is really important for us to think about if we're thinking about buying a franchise or joining a franchise, however we describe it. Uh, and it's the topic is that contrary to popular misconception, franchising is not turnkey. So, so often, one of the reasons that people decide to join a franchise is because it's something that they feel that they can plug into. These are some of the terms that I hear discussed. And so, they think they can step into it, business in a box, turnkey. So, Angela comes to the show to really address that and, and, and unpack it a little and you know, dive into what we need to know and how we should think about that, that phrase or that perspective on franchising. So let's go ahead, turn it over to Angela. Angela, welcome back to the show. Thank you. I'm super excited to be back. Hi, everybody. So amazing to have you. All right. So before we get started, because I know our audience is just itching to know, they're so curious, tell us about the move to Cultivate Advisors. Why, why the change? What is Cultivate Advisors? And what next? All right. So Cultivate Advisors is a, is a fast-growing advisory firm that's focused on helping small business owners achieve their growth goals. And so the clients that I've been working with in the past few years with my company, Angela Cote Inc., um, have been on the, you know, a lot of them are on the brink of franchising and they really need to button down their operations on their, on their prototype 
so that they, they really know uh, the business model and know how to help their franchisees be successful. And so you can probably see a little bit how it's a fit for, you know, that I could see that working with a company that focuses on small business owners looking for growth, that's really what franchisors are initially. And so, um, you know, I could see that there would be a fit. There's, there's some great tools and resources that um, people looking to, to really button down their operations can access. Um, however, you know, I'd also um, established a reputation as, you know, somebody that knows a little something about franchising. So I get a lot of people coming to me um, on the franchisee side as well, asking me questions and, and you know, um, trying to understand more about the franchisee side and cultivate um, because where our focus is on small business, I'm now even more equipped to support franchisees. So, um, you know, I can work directly with franchisees in a franchise and, and help coach and guide them to have awesome success. So how does joining Cultivate help you be more equipped to help franchisees than you were before? Well, we've, you know, with the focus being on small business owners, um, franchisees are small business owners and, um, you know, franchisees, and and I'm talking from experience here, as you know, you know, I'm still a franchisee myself. Um, You know, we, we deal with things like um, issues with recruitment, you know, trying to recruit great employees, um, you know, how to motivate our employees, like great leadership, creating buy-in, conflict resolution, um, you know, sales, all these things that um, these are tools, there's all kinds of tools and, and resources and systems in place through Cultivate Advisors to help address these things for small business owners. So um, now I'm, I'm able to use all of the, the kind of experience and knowledge that I started with and, and pair it with um, these resources to help franchisees, you know, on the front lines. Does that kind of explain it? Yeah, yeah. So what I gather is in addition to your firsthand experience, you're able to tap into a new network of tools and resources that have been developed by the Cultivate Advisors team. And not only that, because you're part of a team of other small or um, another advisors, it, it actually gives you even more leverage to feed that back to f- small business owners. Sort of. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, um, and, and everybody on the Cultivate Advisors team has, has already has also been a small business owner themselves. So, um, you know, we all can really relate to the challenges that uh, business owners have and, and, and the, you know, the uh, ambition to grow and, and sometimes needing, um, we call it where, you know, juggling the hats and most business owners, whether that's, you know, a franchisor or a franchisee, you know, they're, they're skilled at certain things, but we all have our kind of our, our, our strengths and our areas of opportunity, right. I'll call them. And that's the kind of thing we help pick up the slack on, like if they're uncomfortable with their financials or uncomfortable with, um, you know, the, the setting up a sales process or whatever it is, you know, yeah, we're able to help with that. And, and those were things I was, I was helping my clients with before, but um, now just there's, yeah, more kind of base to that. Right. And, and as an entrepreneur, I know this is an area that you don't want to shortcut because as easy it is, is to think you have everything you need and you can just go it, go with it and run with it. And you can scrimp on those extra costs. There, a lot of us fall into this area of feeling isolated and feeling like we're alone. And also just finding that there are gaps that need to be filled. And if we want to accelerate quicker, we're going to have to invest in time and 
and connecting with people who have been there, done that, and are further along. So yeah, I, I, always, um, I always say when people say like, what do you do when you help people? And like, you know, how, why do I need you? I guess this is maybe a question I'm answering here. And I say, well, you know, you can go along and, and do the trial and error thing and make the mistakes, the expensive, uh, timely, yeah. you know, costly mistakes, or you can hire an advisor, you know, somebody that's been in your shoes that can guide you to, to, you know, make the decisions to help move you forward instead. So I, I'm a big believer. I mean, even the top, top athletes out there have coaches off and they have like, you know, seven to 10 coaches. Right. Uh, so I just, yeah, I believe in having that, especially as an entrepreneur being alone, you know, it, it, going along and, and needing that person to, uh, to have your back is, is really what it's all about. That's great. Yeah. Thank you so much for uh, explaining. We're, we're excited about your shift and thank I you. wish you the best with it. Cool. Awesome. Thank you. All right. Without any more time there, let's dive into today's topic, the fact that contrary to popular misconception, franchising is not turnkey. Angela, get us started here. Let me know why this came to mind and why it resonated with you and just what we need to know from the beginning. Yeah, well, I was, you know, I, about a year ago or so, I was really thinking about like, what is it that, you know, uh, people don't realize about franchising? Why do so many people, you know, um, become franchisees and then end up unhappy or, or you know, be, use the franchise model to grow their business and, it, and it's difficult? And, and, and this is, I mean, this is actually going to be controversial. I'm probably going <laughs> to, I might even get some hate mail after this, but, <laughs> um, but uh, you know, I'm trying to bust the myth because um, really, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of, um, it's just, it's not, it's not necessarily true. And we'll get into more about why that is, but I think, you know, this is kind of one of those divide the room concepts. Um, I think there's people that would agree and people that might not like that, that, you know, me trying to bust that myth, but, um, I guess where it comes from in, in this, on the side of being, a or, or like for, for your audience, which is typically people that are thinking of becoming franchisees or they are franchisees. What I experienced as um, I was a field trainer um, back, you know, in the late '90s uh, for the family business, I was going out and working with, with the franchisees. But I, so I would show up right after they had, um, you know, arrived at their location. They had signed on as a franchisee. This was a, a bricks and mortar business, so we'd show up, and they basically, you know, if if they were told it was turnkey, they would just kind of expect us, the field trainers, to do all the work, and. <laughs> It was just, you know, I just thought, I remember thinking if the person selling, like the franchise development person uses that term, it really creates some unrealistic expectations. And I think that anytime you don't have clear expectations, um, it just, it's a, it's a recipe for disaster. So that's where it all comes from, if that kind of helps. Yeah, absolutely. One of my, one of my mentors always said, uh, hey, address something before it becomes a problem. So and that yeah. goes along with managing expectations. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, I just, just to kind of get a little more clear on this, like I, I think, you know, com yeah, compared to starting a business from scratch, like if you're going to go start, uh, say it's like a yoga, you want to become a, a, a yoga business owner and you go, okay, I'm either going to start my own studio or I'm going to go down the franchise path and become a franchisee. Mm -hmm. Then, you know, yeah, it does seem a little more turnkey and, and, you know, yeah, it's a lot more um, systemized and, and ready to go. But we'll, in a minute, I think we'll get into why I think it's not quite the best way to, to describe that. So I think I, I get that, you know, comparing it to maybe 
starting a business from scratch, it seems turnkey, but it, there's just so much more to it. And I think it just leads to a lot of trouble when people really think of it like that. Yeah, that makes a good point. So knowing that, that it's not turnkey, but yet there, there's, there's some legs underneath this business when you get started more so than starting from scratch. Let's dive in to some spe- specific points just to, to underscore this, this whole idea that you're, 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 you're describing. Yeah, sure. So um, I think one of the, the biggest um, uh, myths about what, using that when you use the term turnkey is that a franchisee is going to walk into their business, whether that's, uh, it could be mobile, like I'm not just talking about bricks and mortar here, but whatever the business is, it's like they're going to, they're going to, you know, turn on the open sign or make the announcement on social media, we're open. And that business is just going to come and, and, and it's going to just be automatic and people will come, you know, come and buy from them. Um, and that it's, it's, uh, you know, you're just buying like a, you know, 40 hour a week job. Um, so I think that's, that's the myth that I've seen, um, that people expect because it's a franchise, you know, it's just, you're just going to cut, like, I'll use the retail store as an example, like just picture, you know, you're just going to stand there in the retail store and people are just going to come doesn't work that way. No, it doesn't, okay. as I've learned. So, um, you know, the first, uh, the starting point, it really does require long hours and hard work. And, and you probably, uh, this probably rings a bell from when we did the podcast on the DNA of a franchisee, where one of the main things I say that is, is often missed is that, that hard work and that grit, you know, just because it's a franchise doesn't mean it's going to be easy. It doesn't mean that it's the business is just going to come to you. Um, it, it, but it means that, you know, if there's a system in place and you need to follow that system, mm-hmm. but it often does require long hours and hard work. You're still the business owner and you still need to take ownership for, you know, building that business up. And, and just because the brand is known doesn't mean people are going to be lining up the door at the door or lining up for your service right when you uh, switch that open sign on. Yeah. And Angela, can you, can you give some other specific examples of why it's, you know, if brain around why it's not turnkey, like what are the specific elements that can just illustrate this? Yeah, well, I think with regards to that point that I'm, I'm that first point I'm making about it being uh, hard, like needing to like to work hard. I think um, specifically the element there is is really like marketing is what I'm hitting on and and okay. attracting customers and attracting clients to your brand. So um, I think what I'm I'm really hitting on is like what is it that you you know, and you can, this is something you should find out from a franchisor when you're, um, you know, kind of dating the brand or exploring, you know, what, what they have to offer is like, what does it take to go from, uh, you know, basically your, your initial start to a point where, you know, you are, uh, you know, you've, you're attracting regular business, things are a little more steady. Um, you know, what, what kind of, do they know what you need to do, you know, to get the business up and running? So that, um, you know, and, and they, they usually do and, and they should know, but then you have to be as a franchisee prepared to put in that, that work. Yeah. And, you know, there's a question that comes to me that we've addressed on some of the earlier episodes, and, and I think it's good to surface it here as well as, I mean, what is the support that you, you should expect? I mean, don't the franchisors 
don't they don't they already offer a considerable amount of support? Um, well, I think you know it's just really important to to dive deep into what that is. And yeah, we have of course yeah we have talked about this because it's it's such an important component, right? Um, and so as far as like uh, the initial support, you know. Um, there should be some definitely some guidance on, um, you know, on the marketing uh, budget, like how much should you be spending? What should you actually be doing? Um, you know, what kind of technology is in place to help ensure that you are um, maximizing your time in the business, like you're maximizing your uh, productivity? Um, you know, what, what is the sales process for the business? Like these, this is the kind of support, you know, through, um, through whoever's doing the field support in the business. And if it's an early business, that might be the, the founder themselves. Um, if it's more established, there's probably a, a franchise business coach or a field team mm-hmm. providing this kind of support, you know, teaching you customer service strategies for the particular business, um, early on things like, you know, what, what are the uh, plans for the architecture? Like, what do they know? Uh, of, for the layout, if it is a bricks and mortar business, um, if it's a a mobile business, you know what are the um, what other things do we need to be uh, have set up? You know whether it's wrapping a car or um, mm-hmm. anything else along that line. Are these things that I that I can ask during the discovery phase when I'm considering a franchise? Absolutely. I, I not only can you ask them, I think it would be it would you be should. critical to. Yeah. So I think it's really important to ask these things. Um, and if you do hear a franchisor use the term turnkey, that would be my big question is, is what do you mean by that? Because you can go on a lot of different franchisors websites and see, oh, you know, turnkey business, proven systems, you know, um, ongoing training, <laughs> support. It's like, what do you mean by that? You know, anyone can say that. I want to know, like, when you say ongoing training, like how often do you provide uh, ongoing training? Like, do you, you know, come and do workshops in my market every six months, or maybe there's a virtual um, webinar service or, or something that they provide on, you know, uh, customer service or, or sales process, how to close leads, um, you know, how to market, how to, how to use social media. You know, these are things like, what does ongoing training mean? And I just think it's really important to really dig deep into any of that. Cause it really, uh, if you go on different franchisors websites, you'll see that um, a lot of common language that isn't really anything special until you dig deeper and ask the right questions. Yeah. And, and thank you for providing us with those questions because how, how would you know, how would you know what to look for? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So, and so then just on the note of like why I think franchising is, is not turnkey that um, I think that kind of segues into one of the other misconceptions is that, you know, people, when they make their investment into the franchise that, which is usually a combination of a franchise fee. And then, um, you know, sometimes it's uh, if it's bricks and mortar, then it might be construction costs. Um, it might be purchasing manuals. It might be, uh, you know, mark like, or sorry, um, wrapping a car, like the, the, uh, the logoing on a vehicle, whatever those costs are. Um, I think often what gets missed is, is, uh, the initial working capital. So this would be another, like my second point on why franchising is not turnkey, that people aren't set up to have the right initial working capital and they end up. Uh, failing early on because they can't afford to keep the business running. Will the franchisor usually be able to give you a pretty good idea of how much working capital you'll need? Absolutely. I think they should, um, or they definitely should. 
right. uh, have a sense of what working capital you're going to need. And then the other way that you can find out the uh, answer to that is, is talking to other franchisees. You know, we've yeah. talked about the importance of, of that lots of times and, and getting the real world kind of answers from franchisees, like maybe running by them what you think is going to be required and then asking if that's enough and, and being really prepared for that. I think when you hear the word turnkey, it sounds like key is turned, business is going to run. And that's, mm-hmm. I think, you know, investing more capital into the business to grow it is, is, is something that uh, is kind of in addition to the, to the initial, um, you know, well, it's definitely something in addition to the initial investment. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we've talked a lot about this idea of being turnkey and, and what it takes up front initially in getting things up and running. Uh, just, just we just have a few more minutes, and I just would like to address the the next piece of that is, what about at the point when you turn a profit and things are a little bit smoother and they've been running for a while? Could mm-hmm. you consider it more turnkey then? Or that's a great still? question, and I'm smiling right now because I've I've lived and breathed this as a yeah. franchisee and right. as a support person for franchisees, where you know you think that that once you get it up and running, it's just it's on autopilot. Um, and, uh, I, I'm going to use an analogy. This might be kind of silly, but I, I, since it's a female focused, uh, audience, um, you know, any, any of the moms out there might relate to this. I remember when my, uh, my first, firstborn, um, started sleeping through the night and I remember thinking, oh, sweet. <laughs> now everything is good. We, he sleeps through the night and, you know, we're good to go. And then, you know, a couple months later, he got a cold or something and that whole pattern got thrown off and then, you know, it took a while till we could get that going again. And I think that's a great analogy to uh, a franchise. I, I remember thinking that, you know, once we started getting profitable and fi- things figured out, it would just be like, okay, now we can step back. But in reality, that just doesn't work like that. Oh, I love that analogy. And you could, you could use that probably for every stage of childhood. For, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Once they're not something. an infant anymore, then they'll be a toddler and we won't have to worry so much about them. Yeah, right. <laughs> and then when they're a teenager and they... Uh, right, and oh, yeah, well, they'll be more self-sufficient. Oh, wait, yeah, but there's yeah, more. Right. Yeah, that's, <laughs> a, that's a great point. It's true. It's, it's think, if, you, if you're a parent and you've got kids, it's the same thing. Like things right. will be smooth at times and then there'll be times where you need to put more effort. And I think the reason for that is because one of the, one of the reasons people use the franchise model to grow their business... Um, you know, and become franchisors is because they recognize that it's, um, works best with an owner operator. So, um, the, you know, the person that the franchisee is the feet on the ground in the local community that has the connections and, and has the ability to bring in business. So when that person steps out, that can be risky. I'm not saying you can't do it. There's ways that you can do it, but it can be risky because, um, they're often the reason the business is successful. Um, so yeah, I think, you know, that's my third point in, uh, why I think franchising is not turned or why I think that can, that turnkey can, can kind of lead to miss, uh, or like the wrong expectations. Um, is just that people expect that once things are going, that everything's going to be fine. And it, it does require continuous attention for sure. Yeah, no, that's great. Good point. I appreciate you uh, bringing up all of those suggestions. And I think I'm going to keep that analogy of the stages of childhood. Yeah. <laughs> of our shows. Um, yeah. And then, and then just kind of on a, on a side note, I would also add that like, you know, you're still, you're, you're a business owner. Like, yes, it's a franchise. Um, it's funny how as a franchisee, there's times where we, 
want to argue that, you know, it's my business and I should, you know, I should be able to make decisions. And then sometimes we want to pass the buck and put the blame on the franchisor, you know? Um, yeah, good point. You know, but at the end of the day, it is our business. We need to take ownership and be responsible for the business. And this is something I, I would actually say, this is probably the number one, um, kind of question I get asked by franchisors is, you know, how can I, um, help my franchisees understand that while they're following the system, you know, they, they're only leasing the trademark basically, um, and the systems, you know, but they, they do need to take responsibility for their business. And, and it's, you know, and I think it really comes down to, that's why I, you know, I'm trying to bust the myth about franchising being turnkey because I think it comes down to having re- like very realistic expectations from the start about what it takes to be successful. And what do you tell those franchisors when they ask? Well, uh, that's, yeah, I tell them that, you know, number one, it, it, it needs to be uh, ingrained in your franchise recruitment process, you mm-hmm. know, from when the, the minute you start talking to people that you're, you're you know, you're looking for signs that this person is hardworking and does want to take ownership of their business. A lot of it is in that recruitment process. Um, if they're already franchising, like they've already got franchisees who they've got that, that um, challenge with, then that's kind of a whole different sort of uh, approach where it starts with uh, having, you know, real world conversations, um, you know, and I, I was just actually on a panel at uh, the recent Springboard um, Franchise Conference for Emerging Franchisors. And the topic of the panel was franchisee compliance. You know, uh, at what point do you, you know, get firm and use like litigation to to get franchisees to comply? And we had two attorneys on the panel and we were very clear, all of us, our message to the audience was, litigation is the last thing you want to do. You want to set up a culture where people are are nurtured and and motivated to thrive, and and so it really starts with um, the way that you approach those situations. You know, with franchisees that aren't maybe um, building their business on their own and not taking responsibility, it really starts with the right kind of conversation. So that yeah, yeah, maybe that's a, a topic yeah. for another day. <laughs> yeah, it is, and it's it's it, yeah, and, and we're just about out of time, and unfortunately, though, I think we could talk all day long about this. Stuff. Yeah, we're kind of um, we sort of geek out when it comes to franchising, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah and just entrepreneurship, yeah. small businesses. Yeah, absolutely well, exciting but, but, stuff. Yeah. And, and it, you know, just to leave it on that note, it's important to come in there with that mindset that your business owners, you have to be accountable, responsible. It is your business. You definitely have a leg up by joining a franchise, but, but take responsibility. And, and it's important. I'm glad Angela, that you gave us some perspective from the franchisor as well, because they are managing a lot as well as mm-hmm. they should be. I mean, and you're paying a good chunk of money to you know, for that kind of support. But at the same time, there's, it's good to understand both perspectives. Yeah. Well, I won't go into to full details on this, but I, I do also say that on the franchisor side, it's not turnkey either because it does look like an easy way to build, grow a business. Mm. But once they get in, they realize, oh, this isn't exactly as easy as I thought because you're dealing with people who are investing, you know, lots of money, sometimes their life savings. Um, so yeah, I think on both sides, that's, that's the myth I'm out to bust, <laughs> that franchising right. is turnkey. <laughs> All right. Love it. Love it. Um, audience, to our audience, listeners, you heard it here. Myth busted. Contrary to popular belief, franchising is not turnkey. Angela, yeah, I just hope I don't get in trouble for this. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're just, yeah. we're laying it out there. We're being honest. It's not turnkey, yeah. but it is a great way to 
be in business for yourself and not by yourself, right? Absolutely. And there's some amazing franchises out there for sure. So it's just about being really clear. Awesome. Angela, where can the listeners find you? If they have more questions, if they need some support too, I'm giving you this plug. I know you didn't ask for it, but if they need support, Angela's amazing. Highly recommend her. We are in, you know, on purpose. We are bringing on experts to this this show, by the way, for your value, for education, and then also to give you an opportunity to tap into these resources. So we're all about education, help, value, inspiration. So yeah. where well, can they I, find you? Yeah, well, I'd love to connect with any of your, your listeners, franchisees or franchisors or prospective franchisees. Um, they can find me on the Cultivate Advisors website. Um, also just Angela at cultivateadvisors.com. And I'm also all over social media. So I uh, love yes. to love to connect with people there. I think it's so important because people like to see kind of the, the, real, uh, the real world side of people. So that's kind of why I do that. All right. Thank you so much. And we'll include that information in the show notes for you all. So check it out. Uh, Also just want to leave you all with a couple of notes. Uh, If you have questions or ideas for other shows, we would love to hear them. You know, as you've noticed, we have a lot of new show types coming out and we want to mix it up. We want to add more value. So go ahead and hit us up at franchiserising.com. And drop a note in the chat pane. Just let us know what you're thinking, what questions you have, and we'll be sure to address them one way or another. And then also, if you enjoy the show and want to hear more, you can go ahead and click subscribe on your favorite podcast player. We are on Stitcher Radio, iTunes, Google Play, Google Podcasts. Um, gosh, you, you name it. We're, we're almost all over there. So um, do that and... Thanks again. We hope to see you next week. I know that time is one of the precious things you don't get back. And I really appreciate you taking your time to listen to the Franchise Rising podcast. If you like what you heard, please leave us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you're listening to the show. If you'd like to hear more, hit subscribe. Or if you don't know how to subscribe, Just go to FranchiseRising.com slash subscribe and we'll guide you to the right place there. Until next time, have a great week.